0: Welcome to the Exchange for the Exchange podcast, where we exchange ideas about current events, pop culture, and theology. And live. we are
1: on air, boys. Okay. You are
2: live. For the record, <laughs> Josh Pinnell is laughing.
1: Nikolai Carpathia,
2: <laughs> <laughs> So gentle. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what Alex is going to say at this point.
0: Welcome to the Exchange podcast. It's so good to be broadcasting in living color to the throng. <laughs> I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Daniel Lopez and Josh Pinnell. Daniel, how you doing buddy? I'm doing
2: great. I had a great Monday. Um, I got all dressed up and I went to the shop and I opened the shop doors, go inside and the alarm starts blaring it's like a very loud alarm contact the shop owner and my boss i'm like hey what's going on the alarm is off blah blah. blah. come to find out he didn't tell me that we weren't going to be open today
0: i was gonna say dude it's memorial day
2: yeah but on the spot i find out and i'm like well that's great that means i have the rest of my day free i was just you know reading the news listening to a podcast. Uh, My brother's fiance uh, took me out for barbecue and went to Best Buy, and then I went to a Memorial Day barbecue party, so it was good. Got to swim in the pool,
0: play some volleyball. Sounds like a pretty good improv day, man. Yes,
2: ma'am. Sorry, yes,
0: sir. That was an interesting Freudian slip. Josh, how was the Memorial Day celebrations at the Pinnell residence?
1: I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Memorial Day is a big retail day, so I was working today. So I worked about 10 and a half hours today.
0: Wow. wow
1: i will say there was one thing that kept me going today alex and that was this there was an epidemic camo cargo shorts i saw more camouflage cargo shorts i think than i've ever seen in my entire life and another thing that i saw more of today than i ever have in my entire life was cat t-shirts not like from hipster teenagers who think it's cool to wear cat t-shirts from like people who seriously want to wear a cat t-shirt like one of like the
2: per- cat t-shirts from the gas stations
1: i don't know man i don't know it's just like a t-shirt and it's just like a cat's face on the t-shirt <laughs> that, the bigger the person the bigger the cat um, <laughs> um, so there's this one lady and she must have been at least a double xl and she's walking around with this big cat t-shirt and because it was memorial day the cat the cat's face was wrapped in an American flag. Her husband was sporting none other than camouflage cargo shorts.
0: So, let me get your opinion on the uh cargo camouflage shorts man. You're not a fan?
1: Dude, have I ever have I, have I ever read you my diagram?
0: No. Yeah. No. But now is
1: a good time as any, dude. And this pie chart is money. Who still wears cargo shorts? 31% pro wrestling fans. <laughs> Photojournalists, time travelers from 1999, (laughs) zookeepers, any guy yelling at his kids in public, (laughs) Adam Sandler on vacation, (laughs) Hollister mannequins. Anyway, you need to Google this pie chart. It is the most glorious thing ever.
2: It depends who's wearing them and how they're wearing them. A lot of times you'll see like middle-aged dads who are just like cleaning their cars outside and it's really not that big of a deal. But it's like when you see like that like 26 year old guy at the mall who like has a black t-shirt and like a necklace and like army cargo shorts. And you're like, dude, you're communicating that you're doing absolutely nothing with your life. Mm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It just screams, I don't care, that's okay. You don't have to, it just screams, I don't care.
0: So, for the throng who cannot see, I am holding up a photo of me with my kids. And I'm wearing a pair of camouflage cargo shorts. Yeah,
2: but you're a dad, man. You've got things going for you.
0: Dude, I just bought this pair of cargo shorts, too. Like, this year. Dude, where it originated, what for me anyway, was disc golfing. Dude, you could put a bag of sunflower seeds in the cargo pa- uh, pocket. Uh, Bottle of Mountain Dew in the other one. Speaking of fashion... Faux pas, grown men wearing rompers. Okay. I, ac- I accentuate the grown men because they make rompers for little boys, uh, like infants. And, you know, Elam and Emirates wore some of those, but now it has transcended childhood, infanthood, and has become a adult thing. Hmm. Daniel, I'm going to go to you first since you're the resident clothing expert on all things not cargo shorts. <laughs> what do you think Alex, about i'm
2: for it man i'm for the romp hymns.
0: Mm. interesting and,
2: and you know what and i'll tell you what i feel like everybody in the discussion has valid points it really comes down to the person's body type and the romper design that is very important the fit of the romper the color of the romper and the body on that the romper is on man very important because mm. you can one look like a really cool like city guy who's just out on a leisurely walk you know, with your friends or on a boat, or you could end up looking like you're just turning around to Julie Andrews calling you in for dinner time.
0: All right, I'm going to go on the air right now, and I'm going to say that if this catches on, male rompers will be as abused as skinny jeans are, meaning that you will see more people who shouldn't be wearing rompers if there is anybody that should be wearing them. Then you will see be seeing people who should be wearing them and who aren't.
1: I want to see the sixty year old worship leader who used to wear skinny jeans start to wear rompers. That's what I want to see,
2: dude. Worship oh. leaders don't even wear shorts, Josh. It's in a. It's weird. No one wants to look at your kneecaps when you're up there. You can have pants rompers, dude. Pants rompers are basically jumpsuits. It's no longer a you know, romper.
1: No, 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 no. The original rompers. The original rompers are what mechanics wear every single day.
2: Those are pants rompers. Dude, that's a jumpsuit, man.
1: The it's romper insane. has to
2: cut off. That is The romper they're cuts they're off, old. man. The rompers are short. Yeah, they're short. That's shorts the difference? Shorts. Yep. Yeah, that's why they're called rompers.
1: You see, I'm just old. I'm a dad. I'm not lit. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not cool. Uh, All right, Here's the million dollar question, boys. Daniel, will you sport a male romper?
2: You know, Alex, I can't say that I won't.
0: Mm,
2: I am not in the market for one at the moment, but just to be safe, I will not say that I won't.
0: Mm, I will say this, that if I were to pick somebody who I know personally to sport, nay, to rock (laughs) a male romper, it would be none other than Daniel Lopez. Alex,
1: this is what I want to see for a romper. Okay, I want okay. the top to be a cat face, and I want the bottom
0: <laughs> oh, to be camo
1: cargo shorts. I want cargo <laughs> dude, romper,
0: dude. Oh, dude, a cargo romper. <laughs> dude, you're turning. Okay, listen, man. Listen, you're turning two articles of clothing into one, man. That's efficiency. Okay, this is what I want. This is what I want. Okay, I want us to make official
1: the exchange podcast rompers. Okay, mm. and get one either with all three of our faces on it or with just one of our faces on it. And I want all three of us to wear our exchange podcast rompers to the concert,
2: sporting our own faces. Hey, hey, we're going to put this out there for the throng. If the throng buys us rompers that actually fit us, we will wear them to the concert. Totally, I would. (laughs) If the throng buys us rompers that fit us, it must fit us. Message us for sizes. (laughs) We will wear them to the concert. <laughs> you have been challenged wrong. Respond. Cargo rompers. Alex cargo. is shaking his head. I, I, can't, I
0: can't. Alex, I, I promise you'll be better it. than you I'll... wearing cargo shorts. Dude, I will do No. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. You know how many people are going to wear cargo shorts to that concert? A lot. A lot of people. A lot, dude. A lot. It hides things that should yeah. not be in public. All right, boys. Have we exhausted the romper discussion? Yes. Mm. We have. Speaking of exhaustive and exhausting president trump has i'm gonna throw this in there allegedly committed another social faux pas did you boys check out the video of him pushing some prime minister out of the way dude
1: i you can't help but check it out Mm. it's like there whenever you scroll there's gifs or
0: gifs 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 of
1: it already like
0: yeah josh give us a little context on this man do you know anything about this this, is, this was at a NATO meeting. Um, okay.
1: There's a group of prime ministers and presidents and whatnot, and Trump just pushes a couple guys out of the way, stands in the front of the crowd, adjusts his vest, adjusts his tie, and gets ready for a good show.
0: Is that all the context we have of the event? That's all the context I know.
1: Maybe there's more.
0: Daniel, what do you think, man? What do you think about this? Man, I'll tell you something, Alex. Give me your hot take. Give me your hot take on um,
2: this. NATO's complicated. Um, I am a big proponent of globalization. I would say I'm a political idealist. So the dream come true would be to have like global currency would be great, global government. And a lot of people kick back to that because the effect that it would make lower countries better, they think it would make higher countries worse. That's a different conversation. But a lot of people are more nationalistic in their approach. And they think that Donald Trump prioritizing the American interest over everything else um, is the right thing to do. I don't think that's the right thing to do. Uh, So Donald Trump's NATO presence was basically him going there to keep everything intact, but not because he wants to be part of the party. Uh, He doesn't really want to play with NATO. I mean, when he said, I didn't even ask how much the new building was worth like cost. I was like, dude, why would you say that? Like, why would you even say that? He can't even pretend to care about anybody else.
0: If I'm understanding you correctly, you are saying that that, event or that little gif was a microcosm of trump's position on globalism as a whole
2: yes i think that that um that is a perfect funny little clip that demonstrates his attitude and his approach to globalism
0: boys i'm gonna throw a bit of a curveball i think criticism of trump's push is akin to criticism of obama not saluting the soldiers as he got on the plane i think not really alex i I, we don't have context man we have no idea
2: i'll tell you why i'll tell you why because i can totally see you forgetting to do something like that but like to seamlessly just like push people out of the way to be in the front that's like a very natural thing that
0: we all have to fight in ourselves it's called like greed you know and pridefulness we and you know me i'm no trump apologist Find those. It's it's called Trumpologist. Mm, Trumpologist. That's good, man. You should coin that.
1: Dude, what if, okay, what if our exchange podcast rompers on the back had words that we made up on this show,
0: and one of them, them is Trumpologist? That would only be fitting. Trumpologist. I agree. That's a good one. With our face on the clock. Anything else on uh, Donald Trump and his- Nah, birthday? I'm done, man. I'm sick of it. You're out. I'm it's done. Over. It's over for me? All right, boys, let's move to a more serious note the show out called 13 reasons why josh has been a fan of the show daniel did you watch the whole show
2: i did man um funny story i was on vacation in new jersey recently and um basically i mean i didn't work for five days it was wonderful um and i couldn't sleep because i had heartburn so i woke up like two in the morning and i couldn't go back to sleep So, I basically watched the rest of the show in, like, one sitting. Wow. it's
0: a lot. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, listen, I am on – I'm on episode nine right now.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're almost done.
0: Ep nine. There was a trigger warning at the beginning.
2: Episode nine is when it starts getting really heavy, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Side point,
2: I really appreciated the trigger warnings. I thought that was very, like, very thoughtful of them.
1: And I think that's a lot of what they're doing with this show. Anyway,
0: what, what are your thoughts on thirteen reasons why? Josh, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up to you, buddy, and you yeah. just let the floodgates open, man.
1: Okay. So I I have to say at the beginning that this show is rated Ma for a reason. It's it's it is it deals with a lot of mature content. I feel like it does it very appropriately though, consistently throughout. With with that being said, one thing that's great about fiction, whether it be books or movies or plays, or whatever, is it allows the viewer to experience something having to experience it in their own lives. So you get to experience the tragedies that Hannah goes through, so that you actually feel sympathy for her without having to experience those things yourself. And what the show tries to do is uh, open your eyes to the fact that there are hurting people around you, and you never know what conversation the person you are about to interact with just had thirty seconds ago. You don't know all the things that are happening in their lives, and you don't know what you know uh, a passing comment, what effect a passing comment might have on that person. And it challenges the viewer to go out of their way to love uh, people. Um, I think it's especially true at the end. And I feel like those are qualities that I'm not as good at, and qualities I'm trying to get better at. And so because of that, the show was really helpful to me and really motivating to me to do a better job at those things. I will say there was a there was an article about, that the Gospel Coalition hosted that said basically they glorify suicide in the show and they try to make it look like it was a logical thing for Hannah to do. And I think if you say that, you completely missed the show. Like, I think they went out of their way to say, Hannah, don't commit suicide. And they went out of their way to show that it was like the scene where she ki- where she kills herself at the end, I was crying, like, and, like, I felt the pain. Like, it was, like, a physical pain in me as I saw her do it. Mm. I don't know. I feel like, I, feel like I'm, I would just ramble and say the same thing over and over. I don't know if I have a concluding thought. Oh, uh, yeah, the is about love other people and be conscious about their needs. Go out of your way to, to care about other people because you never know what they're going through.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that assessment and empathy, you know, which I think is just a way to restate mm-hmm. what you said. Dan, what do you think, buddy? Those are definitely great points, and I agree with them.
2: There are a few things that I didn't really like about the show, um, and I'm going to sound very millennial when I talk about them, I suppose. No, man. Give us your thoughts. I didn't really think that the they did a good job in casting. They portrayed and this is what i'm saying i might just sound very millennial for a second but i think they portrayed a very unreal picture of what a high school what typical high schooler's life looks like Th- the amount of freedom that these kids had was yeah that happens that's real but not in those contexts um they chose all of the kids to be attractive uh to be within a certain weight range to be certain um target representations that doesn't really encapsulate what normal high schooler kids actually look like and what their lives are like they don't all have really nice cars uh, you know the ones who do have cars it's just little things like that that to me seemed like yeah it's fiction but it's a very like if there's a lot of makeup on on this so i was i really thought that they did a poor job in casting i think A lot of students would see the show and be more discouraged than encouraged because they would say but that doesn't reflect my life Uh, i think as an adult it's easier to look look down and be like oh it's just a kid but i think from the kid's perspective i don't know yeah josh's points are fair it is it, it is trying to expound on the fact that we do need to be conscious of others and understand that what we say and what we do has consequences everything everything we say do has consequences and that there are consequences of things that we've said and done that we don't even know about and that we'll probably never know about but just understanding that everything you say and everything you do does have a consequence and it does affect other people
1: dude one of my favorite things was how like i think that somebody watching the show who was contemplating killing themselves I think that it paints that in a very, uh, very bad light, killing yourself. And I think that, I think that that's, it does a good job of that. And I think it also does a really good job of saying you need to tell someone that you need help and not just keep it inside of you. Cause like what Hannah does when she tries, when she says, okay, I'm going to try one more time. Like it's, it, that's not enough. She needs help. It, there's even a scene right before she kills herself where the, class comes to her and says hey we miss you so much in fact we wrote a poem about how much we miss you like we need you to come back and we like we love you basically is what he says and she's like okay bye and then she goes and, and kills herself just showing that she like like her the issues she's facing are so much the the psychological issues that she's facing uh, are so much deeper uh that she actually needs help she can't overcome it herself she's she's blind to even see someone saying we accept you and we want you
0: yeah, I, I kind of noticed that, too. Like, she she kind of, like, was asking for help the whole time or, like, lamenting the fact that she never got help. But when things were, like, when she, when people were trying to reach out to her, she, like, didn't care. Like, she was just, like, it is what it is, you know? Like, But she did care. No, nah, dude, she kind of threw stuff back in their face sometimes.
1: I agree with that. Like, I think it's a delicate balance. And one thing I really appreciate about the show was – that it was told from Hannah's perspective. So a lot of times, when I'm sitting there thinking, why doesn't she do something? Why doesn't she say something? What's what's going on? The character actually narrates. I was frozen. I didn't know what to say. I was feeling this at that time, and so that helps me sympathize with her a little bit more because it's just something I I don't understand. Um, and it's all about sympathizing with people
0: you don't understand. You don't understand why they did that or what they were thinking there. So my kind of take on it was, and I haven't finished it, obviously, and I plan on finishing it. It's not a show that, like, hooked me right away. I kind of had to, like, watch a few episodes, kind of, like, as work to get into it, you know? If someone had the wherewithal to record these tapes, would they still be inclined to kill themselves? Now, that might be answered in the last episode. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, if I can respond. I think one thing the show does is and, and the, the, like I think this is answered in the gospel is to say you can be angry and you can vent but it doesn't fix it doesn't fix what happened and so Hannah just spends 13 tapes venting and she's like okay I feel better and then one bad thing happens and bam she's right back she's right back into the depths again yeah
2: I also thought it was a little bit unrealistic that that it took all of those things to happen for her to get to that point when for more most people it's just one thing that happened or that keeps happening and that one thing is what really drives them to hate themselves or to pity themselves and to you know be depressed So it's like things that happen to her like just that one thing is enough for somebody to be depressed um, yeah. And I know they were trying to encapsulate all of what can make somebody, what can hurt somebody very badly in that sense. And at the last episode, you know, and you'll find out, Alex, when you watch it. Um, but the big thing that happened to her, you know, at the end that was, t- that, that's very terrible. Um, when she approaches somebody about it, mm. there there's a, a social, like, you know, they expose something in our society that says, if you have enough money and if you're powerful enough, you could get away with something like this you know? yep. And unfortunately, that's been the case multiple times. I just can't say yep. more because Alex hasn't seen it, but that she didn't go for help is that when she went for help, she quickly realized this is just going to be a massive ordeal that's going to embarrass me and people involved. And at the end of the day, it's not that justice will not be served. At least from her perspective, I... she ended up rationalizing, I will not get justice for this. So I'm done.
1: And it well, it calls for people in Mr. Porter's position to say, I don't. I don't care what it takes to get this out of you. We're gonna solve this. There's something bothering you. I feel like I'm a new person after watching that because I would want to say no. We need to work through this. Tell me what happened to you and like show that
0: empathy that he never showed. Mm. Um, and she knew that. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to create a hyperbolic. Yes. Uh, like. Application for all situations, you know, like yes, they're trying to, say, and I
2: understand that
0: they're trying to say, you Here's know, a
2: sampler of the issues that are going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, because obviously, no, no kid. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, but like a lot of bad stuff happens to her. I mean, every episode, nobody has that many enemies. That's all I'm saying. Like nobody in normal life has that many enemies. I mean, they could, and and I don't know if that's if that's true or not. I just, yeah, I, I just, a, I haven't heard of a case where that where that's true yet yeah um another another uh thought that carly and i had when we were talking about it was that and this could be actually factual about our about our uh culture dude the parents seemed to be so like painfully helpless all the parents and all of the with all the kids seemed to be so painfully helpless for what their kids are going through. As if, like, the show was almost saying, teenagers need to go through this, like, on their own, you know, and parents are outdated.
1: No, like, I think I think that, 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 that as the that show, that. watching it as a parent, it made me, like, say, okay, there are very specific things that these parents are doing that I never want to do in front of my daughter. It was strengthened in me, you know, argue with my wife in front of my daughter. Right. To, talk about, oh, we're not doing good financially in front of my daughter, like all these things that in Hannah's home situation, I, there's so much happening on her home front that it's saying if these parents are clued into the fact, they're literally yelling at each other in front of their daughter about how they don't have enough money and and say like, what effect does that have on this person who, does, who doesn't even understand how life works and there's all this stuff going on back at school and she feels like she doesn't have a home
0: yeah yeah I get that and and i I think I think the show is criticizing parents too you know like and I'm just wondering if that is like common in our world where parents just really aren't tuned in to like what their kids are doing or need you know and if if they're not man I mean that's kind of a wake-up call that your kids could be uh going through stuff that you have no idea um it is it is a hard show to watch I think all stands. It um, needs to be reckoned with, but you know, I I think I I think I could recommend it. I I, I would
1: say I don't know of a single high schooler who's mature enough to watch it. Hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Interesting.
1: I I certainly was not mature enough in high school. I doubt I was in college even. But that might be well, my one. Really, own. I mean, dude, how, how come, Josh? I think the 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 issues they deal with, especially in the later episodes with sexual assault, I think that I was too immature to view to view that and to contemplate. Just the gravity of that. I think I don't, wouldn't have known how to process that emotionally.
2: How do you? Well, then, how do you talk about sexual assault with with children? Then I think there's a difference between talking about it
1: and you know having a TV show that explores the ramifications of it. I think the same would be true about shows like um. Mm. Oh, we just watched something. What was it? Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. You know, I mean, it, I mean, like it's not as it's not as gritty, you know. I think there's a certain level of maturity that has to come with, with that that's different. There's a difference in, you know, viewing it and having a conversation about it. There's a level of maturity that has to come.
0: Dude, I don't know, man. I think I kick back against that. I think you got to take it case by case, man. But if, if your kid's in the public schools or even in, like, other schools, they're they're getting this stuff firsthand. You know, like, they're dealing with this stuff right now. And maybe they need to see something like that. I think that what it does show
2: also in the show is that if you wait too long to talk about these things, to expose your kids to like, this is what this situation looks like, this is the right way to respond, these are the people you can talk to, this is what you should do. If you wait till after an incident happens, it's too late. And I think that that's something else that they brought up on the show. Um, and I'm not saying, like, I don't think that your kids have to watch something like this on TV. Um, but, you know, that on TV is telling you, hey, you should really talk to your kids about this. You should really talk to your kids about sexual assault. Um, you should really let your kids know beforehand that, like, that you're there. And that you're, like, this This is what needs to happen. if
0: that. you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? High school is a rough age. Um, would you say college, Josh?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just looking back on me as a college, especially freshman or sophomore, I don't think I would have been mature enough to understand the complexities and to value the complexities of what I was seeing. Hmm. Uh, and that may just speak to my own immaturity in that area. As, a, as like a junior, a senior, I can see myself being, yeah, I, maybe, maybe,
0: maybe. I would say that probably a majority of high school students that are watching the show are at least watching it in the wrong way
1: yeah
0: hey what do you mean by that i don't think it's light entertainment it's
1: not meant to be no
0: i think it's meant to be very thoughtful
1: it's a good point if you're uh, if you don't respond to the episode you're seeing the same way that clay is that his name the main character clay. yeah if, if you don't respond to each episode the way that clay responds to watching the tapes then you're just as bad as justin hmm. yeah you, the way you're supposed to respond is pausing it in the middle and saying, I can't go on, but I have to go on. And like, like that's supposed to be your experience. It's, it's like, uh, it's like the hunger games. Like if you're watching, it's, it's that ironic, um, Hmm. that ironic tension of if you're enjoying what you're watching, then you're one of the
0: capital. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, man. And I'd also say that adults who choose not to watch the show, um, because they read a news article talking about how dangerous it can be need to rethink their position and need to be able to thoughtfully and carefully work through something like this for the good that it could bring about that. I think if you are involved with teenagers in any way, you should watch the show. You know, there's a lot that I disagree with in it and a lot that I think is done not well.
2: I would, I would say that um it is a missed opportunity to um still criticize the thematic elements that you miss the point the good point of what what the show is trying to do yeah the redeemable point and that goes for people who watch the show if you watch the show and you didn't end up turning to your neighbor and inquiring about their life and seeing if they were okay then it's like it's like when you listen to a sermon but your heart is so hard that it like doesn't cause you to do anything yeah you know it's like when you study something but you don't care enough to let it penetrate your life. This is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to respond in grace. It's an opportunity to talk about something that's actually important instead of just criticizing everything because it's on Netflix or it came out of Hollywood. Right.
1: Uh, I think what's so interesting about the show, especially if you're watching as a Christian, is that really the conflicts that the characters are facing consistently throughout it are wrapped up and answered in the gospel. The answer to Hannah's bitterness and depression is found in her repenting and turning to Christ and finding her identity in Him. The answer to all the kids listening to the tapes, they're all trying to cover it up. They're all trying to absolve themselves with no mention of God. The answer to finding forgiveness for what they did is in the gospel. Um, the answer to unjust authorities and the answer to seeking for justice is not found in throwing a rock through another kid's window. That that is over right after it. I th- and I think that's the point of the scene. Like like how like what like it just feels so cheap to throw a rock through a kid's window for what he did to her. Um, and like once it's done, it still feels cheap, and you still have to keep watch, keep listening to the tapes. Like the answer to that justice is found in the gospel and found the death of Christ. Uh, and so I think it really is a great opportunity to say, hey, did you feel, still feel, if you if you have an unsaved friend who watched it, to just go to them and say, hey, did you feel unsatisfied at the end? Well, let me tell
0: you why. It's because you were made for the answer. And the answer is Jesus. Good thoughts, man. Good thoughts. Experiencing secular, quote unquote, secular art with a Christian worldview. Um, let me ask you guys a question, man. And this could, you know, this is, this is probably going to be a hard one to answer. Are you supposed to like Hannah, i think
1: you're supposed to feel compassion for her
0: yeah that's not what i'm talking about though
1: i know what you mean yeah but i think that's kind of an answer like in the same way like i don't know if you're supposed to like her as a person in fact i think you're supposed to like clay yeah but i, can I see think that. that'll what's that i can see that <clears throat> clay's the main character Hannah. i think i agree
0: because he's, he's the
1: he's the character she's the she's the flat character he's the dynamic character he's she's
0: stagnant she doesn't change at all there's no progression right exactly
1: there's no character the
0: only character arc is down for her yeah dan what do you think buddy are you supposed to like hannah
2: i don't think it matters if you like her or not um it's like when someone dies you know you don't really think about whether you like that person or not we always tend to memorialize all of their positive attributes. So the show starts on the premise that they're not trying to present someone to you who you could be friends with or who you wouldn't be friends with. They're already at the premise that this person killed themselves. So it doesn't matter what you think about them. You want to have enough respect for somebody who killed themselves to not even think about that. I don't know. Right. I sense.
0: get that. I get that. But like, do you agree with her actions in releasing the tapes or no. sending the tapes out and stuff? No. 'Cause I think there'll be some people who do, like who do who do agree with that. I don't think the show paints that picture, but I think people will take that away.
2: Yeah, I don't I think you're supposed to
0: hear what Hannah does as negative.
2: Yeah, but like releasing the tapes was I don't know. It was a judgment in itself, in its own, but it's not a judgment that absolves. Like it's not a good enough judgment for their evil deeds
0: or even kill herself
2: because it just confronts them with their deeds, but it doesn't provide any sort of consequence or any sort of forgiveness. Like you need one of the two for judgment to be full, you know?
0: Well, here's the thing, dude. And here's what I would say to someone who, if they came to me and they said, listen, I'm struggling with this. I would say, and and you can point this out with Hannah. And I, I, as I said, I haven't finished the show, but very seldom is she not thinking about herself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And very seldom does she take her pain and try to be outward with it in trying to ease other people's pain.
2: Well, I think that's very
0: hard to do, Alex. I'm not saying it's not, but we're called to do it, man. Yeah,
1: I think I think what Dana, Dana's point is. I don't know if it matters if you're supposed to like her. I think Dana made a really good point because I think that's yeah. the point at the end. Like, because Clay doesn't like the girl in the coffee shop, you know, but he ends up going and saying, "Let's hang out" at the end. Hey guys, my battery's almost dead. It's almost midnight here, so we're going to have to wrap it up. Me too. I
2: gotta right, Got work in the morning.
0: Good discussion. Um, let's let's revisit it when I finish the show, and we can talk. A, we can have a spoiler a spoiler session on the app on the show. But uh, for now, uh, it's time to sign off. Uh, Throng, you can check us out at the Exchange Pod on Twitter. Um, remember uh the promise to wear rompers if uh certain needs are met and uh for now and for all of us here at the exchange podcast i want to say good night and good luck